This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Look, real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure legal filler in the mix. Finally stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls, and life giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we said, doing. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art to shock. Oh, where to keep it a beast on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears. No love lost. No rain here. Delivers, I promise. Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment. Faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind because it matters. Art, art outside the box. We paint better. The fix is in and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. Your source of faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry. I know what time it is. It's time for our spiritual detox. And listen, we got a special one for y'all today. Um, this young man I got over the lad right now, man. He's pretty much and grew up, man. He's been famous all his life. He ain't gonna he gonna probably be humble about it, but he's been a superstar all his life. Hey, he, uh hey. he does a little bit of everything. He's an actor, he's an artist, he's a musician, uh he's a part of a, a super group. Let's be very clear that uh everybody rats and raves about, you know, the Atham Lights band. So listen, without further ado, help me welcome in the super talented Spencer Kane. What's going on, bro? Man, just honored to be here, man. I appreciate you having me on today, for real. For sure, man. So, so first off the gate, man, how does it feel to be famous for all these years? You've been famous <laughs> for at least like 10, 12 years. Like, no, seriously, like you kind of like grew up just being famous. Like, what's that like? Man, I don't know if I call it famous, but, you know, the social media has only been around for so long. And I feel like we were kind of at the, the beginning of it when we first started out doing music, my dad and I. Um, you know, making a YouTube page right behind the foots of Justin Bieber and everybody else popping off on there. And then Instagram was just a photo editing app. And then we created a profile when we heard it was about to be a social media thing. So, you know, setting all that stuff up and learning the ropes as really the rest of the world was kind of learning that um, was it was an interesting time. Um, but utilizing social media as a way to market your music and to be able to get out there in front of a lot of people where, you know, if we weren't touring all the time, or if we weren't signed, that was kind of like the first steps of it all. So, um it was cool it was cool to figure that out and learn about and then as i joined anthem lights that was kind of like that next progression where we really started to figure out how to do that marketing online so you know occasionally there'll be a person that recognizes what we do or what i've done in the past and that's kind of cool but for the most part you know it's uh it's been pretty chill and it's been great to just uh you know meet people in the industry and, and get the experience and the the knowledge that can come with it so what was the what was the first gift or talent that you recognized early? Like, was it singing? Was it acting, doing like, you know, skits and stuff? Like, what was that first thing you were like, no, I'm really good at this? 
Man, honestly, so like being being an athlete was like kind of the dream initially. Like that was what we were focusing on heavily. Um, and then I kind of just got realistic with myself. I was like five foot ten, 140 pounds, soaking wet. And I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be a D1 athlete like I really am, like have been inspiring to be. So I was singing around the house and my dad was like, hey, you're you're not bad at this. Do you want to do like a little competition here in town? See what it does. And I'm like, sure. So we did a little like local county, like American Idol thing. And mm-hmm. I ended up placing second at 13 um, in my little age degree, uh, division. I think it was between like 12 to 18 years old was the division. And so uh, when it was, you know, kind of apparent that I could have a skill set here, um, Sweetwater in Fort Wayne, which is like a home to like a lot of uh, music equipment and stuff for a lot mm-hmm. of musicians and artists, they had just opened their studios. So like have people come in and record. So my dad was like, why don't we just go down there? You can write a little song, see how it does. And we'll just like throw some stuff up on YouTube. Um, and really, like, I don't play any instruments, uh, surprisingly enough. I just sing. Um, but that was like my first step into the artistry. Um, I ended up partnering with a label in Nashville called iShine. And they were kind of like a Christian Disney alternative. They had a TV show, a tour, and uh, they mm-hmm. got me partnered with the right producers to really start learning how to be an artist. Really, it was like a developmental deal. So um, a lot of this didn't come naturally to me. Like I was very rigid, very like, you know, bubblegum pop, uh, singing songs about being best friends with girls and stuff at the, at the time. So uh, it took it took a lot of years to like really kind of hone in and find what I do well in music. Um, but I think I think it's been a blessing to be able to like figure that out. And, you know, with the ups and downs of it all, just kind of like coming to my own thing. No, that's good. And thanks for sharing that. So take us through a little bit of your faith journey, man, and just how you develop your own personal relationship with Christ and how that kind of like mold and and build you to who you are. Yeah, uh, man, it's a journey. And I think I think if anyone um, just kind of sticks to what they grew up in church, believing from their parents and stuff, I think, you know, they haven't really pressed into trying to figure that out for themselves because a lot of that can just be handed down. And so um, you know, I'm married now. I'm 26 years old. I've gone through a lot of life. Uh, my parents split up when I was like 19. Um, and so a lot of things just kind of like put things into perspective for me, um, figuring that stuff out. I've, I've ran away from it. I've come back to it. And uh, the beauty that I found in having a relationship with God and um, in that divine relationship is just the peace and the uh, the path that can be set in front of you. You know, there's a lot of questions you're going to run into in life. There's going to be a lot of things that you're not going to be sure about how to handle um, and a lot of anxieties and a lot of things that can come around. And as I've come into an adult, you know, having that accountability not be there as much with certain people. Like, you know, I'm not just calling up my dad every day to, to figure out life. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's time to really put your big boy pants on and figure that stuff out. And so uh, what comes with that is really personalizing that relationship and finding ways to connect and tap into that so that you're, you know, you're owning that and you're able to not only believe it for yourself, but be a good person for others that are in your life and in your community and in your relationships and stuff. So uh, it's an evolving faith that I'm that I'm proud of and I'm and I'm excited to continue figuring out more for myself. But um, more so than just being like, oh, this is this is what was told to me. So I'm believing it now. I want to be able to own it and stand up on stage and be authentic and be un- be authentic in my relationships and be like, this is how God's moved in my life. And this is the moments I've seen it. And it's not bubble gum. It's not easy. It's not this, you know, Sunday school thing. This is real life and it's hard and it's tough. And it's putting a lot of my own flesh and desires away to, you know, really uh, to really have that and own that in, in a much more real sense. 
Yeah, you got to put that work in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a process each and every day. You spoke yeah. a little bit briefly about, you know, just dealing with anxiety. H- have mm-hmm. you uh, did any therapy or is that a part of you? You know, when you talk about your spiritual regimen, do you do meditation? Do you do any type of therapy to kind of like get you calm down and get you right in the, like right back in the right spirit? Yeah, no. So um, I, I've been a pretty optimistic guy for most of my life. Um, and I've been blessed enough to, you know, have that outlook for the for a lot of my life but in these last few years as as things around me and as the world's kind of really gotten crazy um it's pretty easy to kind of trail off and let that anxiety run your life and so um between therapy and um life coaching sessions with some people that i've trusted and having some good mentors in my life um just being able to like turn stuff off you know i go into those seasons where i just feel like out of control i don't feel safe i don't feel whatever uh whatever you know emotions anxiety can bring you but being able to just kind of like shut it off turn off the phone, regroup, go outside, walk barefoot in the grass and realize that you're human. You're here on this earth. You're here for a reason, praying, um, being that space of peace and kind of removing the things that can kind of distract you from the simplicity of that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's a we make it to be this hard, difficult thing to, to access peace and access this like steadiness within our lives. But yet then we'll go and sit on Instagram for two hours and wonder why it's not getting better. So I think real practical things to just be able to, you know, apply to yourself to pray, sit with your wife and your relationships and your and your friends and just communicate and have uh, community. Like, I don't think we value that as, as much sometimes. And so in those moments where I feel like I'm getting further from where I should be, I just got to like figure out what are the sources that's pulling me from it, what's distracting me, what's keeping me away from that and uh, remove it. And, and that comes through prayer and that comes through intentionality and comes through uh, being really honest with myself. And that's really hard to do sometimes, but it's necessary. How do you balance it all? Like you, you listen, you, you have your own solo career. You're a part of a group. You're yeah. freshly married. Like, where's the balance at? Like, yeah, that's I, I hear I hear you saying that and you speaking some good stuff. But I'm yeah. like, where's the balance for you? That's like a realistic balance that you can give to people like, how do you juggle everything? Man, uh, I don't do it well. I'll tell you that to start. Um, okay. Wife, wifey has a lot of grace for me. My friends have a lot of grace for me. Yeah. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, you know, I, I will, if I get overwhelmed, overstimulated, overstressed about things, I typically kind of like, like uh, push things away and I can kind of get distracted. Like I said, um, you know, I'll just, I'll find myself not working. I'll find myself not doing things that are productive and that can be so harmful. So the balance comes in being able to talk about it, being vulnerable enough to say, Hey, I'm not doing well right now. Hey, I got, I got this on my list. I got this on my list. Sorry. I haven't, you know, I I didn't even notice that the pot was empty. I should have got you some flowers today, baby. I'm sorry. Or like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm sorry. I haven't uh, dropped the ball on getting that thing turned in for the band today. Or, Oh, I got these songs that I got with some other people. I got to get these things done. Um, Just being able to like be honest with yourself and ask for help when you need it. Um, and, and I think being honest also helps other people give you the grace that you need. Cause like, I don't think anybody can handle all the things that are in their life all at once. A lot of the time, unless you just have a very simplistic, uh, weekly, uh, basis. So I don't know, I I don't do it well, but I'm working on it. To-do lists are great. Writing things down, seeing what I need to do in front of me. So it's not just living in my head rent free and, uh, you know, slowly, but surely turn, uh, crank them out, getting things done and, and staying focused and, and a lot of grace from the people around me. What's that new thing that God's shown you in, in, in your marriage, you know, freshly married, you know, mm. this is kind of like a new journey for you in your life. What's that new thing that God showed you that you were like, before you got married, you was like, wow, I didn't know 
it was going, you know, be like this or God just showed you like, wow, I need to your point. I had to step up in this role as being a man, the priest, the prophet of the household. Sure. Yeah. No. Um, gosh, communication between her and I is constantly evolving. I, you know, even before we got married, one of my, my favorite things about her, uh, was just the ability to be able to communicate. And at, you know, before marriage, when you aren't aware of what's going to come along with that, the, the, the commitment, the responsibility, the accountability that comes with it, you can only do so much talking. And I think we were doing a great job of that, of just like, all right, I'm on the same page as you. Here's some things that we're going into marriage. We don't really know what it's going to look like, but we're having these talks. They're very tough. They're very tough. They're hard, but I feel equipped. And then you get into it and you're like, okay, well, the things that we're fighting about, arguing about now is not even close to what we were talking about prior to marriage. But it's so good that we instilled those those skill sets. You know, she's able to apologize if she has to. And I'm not going to hold that to her. I'm not going to be a jerk about that. You know, I can I can also apologize. And we're ending conversations with an invested interest to to hear where each other's coming from. We're not trying to just like be heard. And then that's over. You know, and I think I think a lot of times, you know, we have friends that are going through a lot of hard times in their relationships. And it's it's an interesting dynamic to kind of like see other relationships and the strengths and weaknesses and make sure that, you know, we're talking about what we're talking about on our end. And um, and that can be distracting, but that can also be very helpful to just kind of like put things in perspective, be like, all right. Hey, I'm not trying to hurt you when we disagree. I'm not trying to like get my point across and that's it. I'm trying to be heard and understood, but I'm also approaching this because I want you to feel that same way because then we're living in harmony. We're living in peace. We're living in uh, connectedness. And that if we can apply those types of emotions to really anything that we're going through financially, spiritually, um, work, whatever we're, you know, the thing, the friends really frustrating her and that's kind of like affecting her mood and she's bringing that home or I'm having to deal with a homie that's going, but there's so many things that can just be screaming at you guys. And if you can't have that core thing down, it can just get off the rails. So for her and I, that's been such a beautiful thing is figuring out how to communicate about everything and be healthy in doing so. That's good. And I, and I think you figured out something, uh, off top. And, and I promise you, I got 23 years in. So I'm telling you from experience, submission yeah. goes, submission goes both ways. I know the man always wants the wife to submit, but it's okay for you to submit to as well. So I think you kind of got that down. Listen, uh, DJ uh-huh. Focus, uh, I got to go to a quick break. I'm coming right back with more from Spencer Kane. Keep it locked. You tuned to the fix. You know the fix is in. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. You're on the mix with The Fix Show. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Still got Spencer Kane kicking it with us. So come on, man. Talk about this, yo, creative process with all this music. So first, come on. Talk about the band and you, what you bring to the band. And let's talk about that specific element first and just how you guys create and do music. Like, take us in the studio when y'all in the studio together. You know, arguing about music or giving ideas. Come on, give us the good stuff. Don't hold back. (laughs) Man, dude, like this, this sounds so fake, but I feel like I was so blessed finding these three dudes that were willing to bring me in. I'm significantly younger than like the next guy closest in age to me. I think he's 32 and I'm 26, about turn 27. So when I joined at 19, like these dudes were like in a completely different phase of life. So for them to put up with me for these years is crazy. Um, but I think, I think what's such a blessing and like, I, you don't see this, it's kind of rare. We, we always talk about it. Cause like groups have like a shelf life of five to six years tops. And Thanks. then some, someone's getting fresh. And we've had two member changes. I replaced a guy. And then the dude that's uh, a little bit older than me, he replaced a dude back in the day. 
when they really got started. So to be able to go through those changes and evolutions as a band and still like each other for one, still be able to make music together and do business together and not be like we just are so. I compare it to sports, you know, basketball team, Draymond Green's one of the best players because he knows his role, right? He's not a scorer. He's not trying to be the star. He just does his thing well. He sets up guys. And I think in our group dynamics, we've all recognized each other's strengths, each other's weaknesses and how to pick each other up. And, you know, Caleb's like an amazing businessman. So he's going to be handling, you know, conversations with management and outside people that are coming in to offer things. And Joey's our music director. He plays every instrument self-taught. He's insane. He's incredible. And so he's going to be arranging and we're going to trust his input on the music side of things. I bring more of the creative visual on videos, photography, and then music help as well when we're writing. And then Chad's handling, you know, merch and stuff like like we all have our lanes that can really help the progression of our group and so when we can kind of respect that in each other and it just comes so easy you know i mean we're splitting we're splitting things four ways so there's no selfishness around like i'm not singing enough and you're not no man it's all team it's all love and we're really trying to just like if i win you win and we can all just keep moving forward so on the day-to-day that's kind of how it rocks lately our models changed you know for years we were doing covers and medleys and things online every song that you've really ever heard we probably covered it um and so now we're kind of shifting to a more original approach we got a ccm record that we're working on right now we have one song off the ccm radio right now called god gave me freedom and so we got kick-started uh for this new record that we're working on right now uh it was was incredible at the last minute the fans came through and funded it so we're writing that record right now it should be out at the top of the year but uh, the process has been so cool to be able to bring in what I do with like vocal production and, and melodies and stuff like that. And Joey's ability to produce and do all that. Like for the first time, this original record is really going to truly come from the three, four of us uh, with our writing, with what we want to tell as our story and as our heart and stuff. So I'm excited about it. It's evolved a lot, but I'm, I'm very, very proud of how far we've come and the, you know, the, the journey we've been on. Do you think you guys are going to put out a full project next year? Will it be a full EP or album or something? It'll be an album, probably 10 to 12 songs. Um, three of the songs that are going to be on the album are out right now with Surrounded, um, Wherever I Go, and God Gave Me Freedom. Those are the three uh, their originals that came out. And then we got a bunch more that we're writing and wrapping up right now. We got a Christmas record that's going to be coming out too. So mm. we're, just, we're just trying to, you know... We've always been a band that throws stuff at the wall, see what sticks. We've done, you know, Disney covers, U2 covers, hymns, worship covers. Like we've we've done pretty much anything you could imagine in music, um, but as the Anthem Lights thing. And so now to be able to kind of take all that experience and put it into a, a, a personally written original record that comes from us for the new year uh, is just so exciting. And for the fans to come alongside, they funded us $50,000 uh, on the Kickstarter. Wow. So they really showed up and we're excited about this record as much as we are. So we're like, all right, we got to deliver. Now, now it's us. No, that is good. And shouts out to your fans. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they showed up for y'all. So, they really did. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And that's encouraging for for the listeners. Uh, you listen, you put out good quality work. Uh, listen, people are back. You, so that's yeah. that's good. So come on, talk us through your music, though. So I, I think what you're doing with your music, I still think it's faith infused. A lot of argue it's, you know, just the R&B soul. But I still uh-huh. think it's faith infused, especially the couple of songs you've done about, you know, speaking to your wife, your relationship with your wife. So mm-hmm. walk us through that creative process and why you chose to go that route with the music sure. you do individually. So 
if you've followed Spencer Kane, I, I, I speak in the third person because I have a couple different things, obviously. So if you followed Spencer Kane's music from the beginning, it started off very bubblegum pop, very just like, you know, trying to find an identity. And I really don't think I've I had found one in my in my sound, in my lyrical content. Like it's just been a process. I've met with every Christian label over the past 10 years. And I've gotten a wide range of like, this is what we're looking for. And it's what you're not doing yet. But this is what we want you to do. And I think in the my last record I put out, Take a Chance, was kind of like a hoorah to try and provide the style of, and genre of music that I make, which isn't too common in the Christian space. The R&B, pop, or hip hop, like the fusion of that. There's no Christian Bieber. There's no Christian like Chris Brown right now. Like, you know, off off the stage, I, I ain't I repping him. But but stylistically and musically, it's just there's nobody really doing that quite yet. It's starting to happen. There's a lot of people popping off like George Roses and people like that. And, and uh-huh. I'm happy about it. Um, but from from my upbringing till now, there hadn't been. And so that was a lane I've been trying to fill. And I kept kept hitting that door kept running into that space where they just it wasn't ready for that for me yet and maybe it was me maybe it wasn't but in in all of that i've also been trying to figure out what i want to do stylistically and so that's why you've heard so many different genres for spencer kane and i think with the take a chance record and going forward i think the sound is finally where i want it to be shout out to my guys jordan armstrong and his camp they taught me everything i knew i knew from back in the day they took me on at this corny kid that wanted to do you know cool music and couldn't sing it to for anything so to be able to learn all that and finally be owning it and stuff i think now i just want to write music that uh it covers a lot of different things you know i'm like i'm a 26 year old dude but like i'm still young there's still a lot of my friends and peers that are going through toxic relationships that are in the church but still going through toxic relationships going through um, struggles in their lives with, you know, addictions and other things like that and, and anxiety and depression. Like there are real things that aren't just like worship topics for me that I want to talk about and I want to express and I want to, I want to, you know, write songs about. I think there's just so much to that. And I think there's an authenticity that comes with listening to an artist that can write that stuff, you know, like, will my faith come out in a song? Will I be thanking God that I found my wife? Will I be thanking God that I made it through this hard time? Will I be calling on the divine to pull me out of this anxious depressed season absolutely but also like i got a homie who can't get out of this back and forth tumultuous relationship and it's and it's hell for him and so like i want him to be i want to be able to like write songs telling stories about the real things that my community is going through including myself including a friend including anybody that's going around and i think to be able to do that without you know cursing and talking about things that aren't necessarily authentic to me and stuff I think there's a beauty in that and and with the space and with the with the blocks that I've found in certain realms, I just kind of wanted to open up that that space of writing. And, and that's kind of what you're hearing in some of these new songs, you know, just just a little bit more straightforward about a situation. It's very specific on what I'm dealing with. And that's that song. And if it's not if it's not what you're rocking with, that's fine. You know, maybe the next one you'll rock with it or I'm going to write about my wife because she's gorgeous and she's awesome and she treats me well. And so right. it might it might sound like a like a little bit more of a love song and and, and a non-traditional love song. But like she's fire, bro. I'm going to talk about it. I married a wife at 24 years old. I'm a young husband. Like I'm I'm chilling. I'm excited about that. So I'm going to write about it. And so I think the, the, the audience and the space will find itself uh, a home and hopefully I can just keep making good music to do so. 
Why do you think the church is still so religious in that aspect? I, I love that you brought that up, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Definitely yep. shouts out to Jordan Armstrong. We got Stevie Rizzo. We got George Rose. We can go down the list now. We have a diff, a, a plethora of artists. And shouts out to Teddy P. I know you yes, worked sir. with him on the production side, too, as well. But why yes, do you sir. think the church is still not embracing life music i call what you do life music absolutely it's transparent it's real and you're taking us on a like you said you're doing a great job of storytelling and taking us on a journey of working through that but you're still keeping christ at the center of the message so like why do you think the church is still not embracing if you don't drop something uh uh, some theology or you say jesus or amen in a song that is still not faith driven Man, I, I don't know. I don't know if I have that answer. I think, I think it's it's so subjective. It's so based off of who's listening. I think there there's a lot of beautiful uh, people in church who can kind of separate the two, and there's other people who can't. And I think uh, music is so emotional and it's so real and it's so authentic. It feels like a testimony, even though sometimes it's not. It's just a storytelling. I mean, you don't you don't hate on an author for writing a book about a story. Like you just you either take the story and you take for what it can be, or you just move on. Um, I, I always, I always was like, you're not going to hire a plumber just cause he's a Christian. You're going to hire a plumber cause he's going to get the job done. And there's different levels to that statement in the metaphor comparison game. But I think, I think for me personally, as long as, as long as someone's not, you know, being outwardly negative in their message and in their, in their, their thing that they're trying to get across, but to have the vulnerability to talk about stuff that's going on, like, cause as as beautiful songs that some of these worship artists and these gospel artists and these rap artists are making there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that they're not talking about and it, and there's this facade that they kind of have to put up for their public image because there's a, an expectation from all these churches and these youth groups and these things that's like if you're going to be doing music and you're going to be doing music for the lord it's got to be this way but then they got this stuff going on behind the scenes and if and i can't help but feel like if they were free to talk about the human part of them as much as everybody else in the church is, is free to do so as that lawyer, as that chef, as that person's able to kind of just be vulnerable and be like, dude, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with this. If they aren't afraid, if they don't have to be afraid to talk about that stuff in a song or talk about whatever that is on stage or whatever they're going through, I just feel like there would be a lot more openness, a lot more freedom in that. And I don't know, I've always been on the side. It's like, when things are kind of like held in and kind of like having to be a facade or kind of has to be tiptoed around, it just kind of breeds weird fruit. And so I, I think for myself, I would rather toe that line because that's kind of where I'm at as a human. I'm dealing with these things. And and sometimes just saying, Jesus, take this anxiety from me is not enough. I need to say the stuff along with that so that it's out. It's it's out there. It's it's like, dude, this is real stuff. There's a war going on right now. I mean, that's scary. So like, I'm going right. to talk about it and I want to sing it. Like I got my wife here and she's fire, but we're, we're, we have to talk about fights that we go through. We got whatever, like fill in the blank. I just think that it it's healing for other people to hear someone they might either look up to or enjoy listening to, to also be going through the stuff that they're going through and to be able to sing about it or talk about it man, I, I don't know. I just, I mean, that's the whole point of going to therapy is you just say it. Sometimes that's enough. So, uh, hopefully in, in that, in that long answer, you can kind of hear where I'm, where I'm coming from, but I, I really don't know. I don't know what, what the answer is. Some churches probably receive it way better than others. And that's just going to be kind of personal conviction and what you feel like music should be. 
No, that's good. Listen, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate your time. Tell the yes. people how they connect with you, follow you on all your social media platforms. Yes, sir. Uh, you guys can find me all over the social media. Just type in Spencer Kane. Kane is K-A-N-E. Uh, Instagram, Spencer Kane Music. Twitter's I am Spencer Kane. YouTube, Spencer Kane. And then Anthem Lights is my group. Uh, Anthem Lights, super simple spelling. Um, and yeah, my latest uh, solo single, Just Say That. Uh, was a record based off of just having some miscommunication and how it can kind of harm a relationship by not talking. So uh, that's that's my latest song out right now. Anthem Lice has got a record on radio right now called God Gave Me Freedom, um, which I think you guys might be hearing on some of your local radio stations. We're kind of getting some airplay, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. We got plenty more coming in 2024. A lot of collabs, a lot of original songs, original music. And uh, yeah, hopefully get on stage to perform in front of you guys sometime soon. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. And uh, it's time to get real in these streets today, Dice, uh, and... Uh, the people want to hear about it. Well, you know, we've been seeing a lot of it in the news and the media. And we know a lot of people got opinions and how a lot of our, you know, athletes, artists, entertainers, and not, it's not even that. It's even starting to be in the kingdom now mm-hmm. where, you know, everybody want love and marriage, but they got some, um, you know, contractual agreements they want to agree upon before they say I do. So we're going to talk about it today. Yeah, you know, you know, what does the Bible, what does God say? Uh, you know, what, what what's our conversation as as believers on prenuptial agreements? And uh out the gate, I'm going to just say uh yeah, for everybody who's uh even praying about uh, or thinking about getting married, you need to just live in 1 Corinthians. Just just live in that book. No, no, just it just need to marinate in your spirit for about 2 years before you really do it. Just let it marinate. No, no, because I, I, we're taking God out of it. I, I don't know what God, what, you know, when when God created Adam and he said, you know what? It is not good for man to be alone. He pulled Eve from his rear because he wanted him to have somebody else, not only to, 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 to be fruitful and, and populate, but also a, 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 a partner, a helpmate, somebody that can comfort I don't. I didn't. I didn't see where God, you know, put in that line that okay. After ten years, Eve, you can go off and do what you want to do. Okay, after five years, Adam, you can go do what you. I, I just saw, you know, He created Adam and He created Eve and He told them to be fruitful and to multiply His world. That's that's all I saw. So, where did we get these agreements? These contracts. I got to call them contracts because it ain't the covenant. God ain't tell you to write that contract up saying mm. if, if you came in with nothing, you leave with nothing. Or if, if you come in here and I got a little change, you might get a little change if I decide to give you a little change, depending on whatever, whatever. Like where, where, where did that all come from, Dice? Where did where did the, the whole contract agreement prenup situation how do we get that involved into how we see marriage and how God created marriage? About two thousand years ago, just thank him. I, I mean, it's it's unfortunate this whole pre prenup idea that exists right now in in the body. I think outside of the body, to each his own. You know what I'm saying? I, I think to each his own. 
Uh, 2,000 years ago, the, the Jews provided for an ancient Hebrew marriage, a contract called a ketabu. In France, the customary prenup derives from the dowry, first recorded in the 9th century. In the United States, New York passed the Married Women's Property Act in 1848, ensuring that married women would inherit their husband's estate. Um, the Uniform Premarital Agreement Act was drafted up in 1983, partially in response to a large number of people who were getting married and intended to continue to pursue careers outside of the home. So I would say 1983, this is this is new. It's a newer idea for America uh, but I'll say if you need a prenup, you don't need to get married. You don't trust me. Don't marry me. I mean that. I don't want your stuff. I don't want your stuff. But unfortunately, there are people out here that want people's stuff. But here's the thing. If you were led of the Lord and you sought God and you were with the community if you was, and you took time to court and you asked your church, your pastor and some overseers to be to, to be in prayer with you as you were courting, they would let you know if this was the right one or the wrong one. And that's all I'm saying. You know, but the Bible's very clear um, about, you know, marriage and what that really truly, truly looks like. And if you're submitting yourself one to another and you're really trusting God, then you're not going to be up here like, well, I trust I trust God, but I don't trust you with my bank account. Hmm? What are we talking about? Either I'm the one or I ain't the one. And I just think that a, I'll, I'll be rude with you. I think a prenup probably ends a marriage faster than it even helps it. Because there's this defining line of you want my stuff. Like at the end of the day, every day I'm married to you, I'm thinking, oh, I'm glad I got a prenup. So if you want to walk away, you ain't taking none of my stuff. It's like, I didn't want your stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that's weird, focus. I wish my husband would gave me a prenup. <laughs> Ooh, but I wish you would have. Oh, boy, I, it, we wouldn't be married if you would try to give me a prenup. I'd be like, the answer is no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Well, no, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm put some Bible on it because I, I, I really want y'all to get in y'all word for all you prenuptial contract agreement uh, people. Mm. Uh, once again, First Corinthians, it, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful book. It talks about love in so many ways. First uh, Corinthians 13, four through seven. Love is patient. Love is kind. Mm. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable and it's not disrespectful. I'm reading from the message Bible too as well. I, I like that disrespectful word because yeah, some of y'all need to get that in y'all's spirit. But rejoices with the truth. Love bears all. Believers who believe in love should trust in love. And I think that's the issue. I think a lot of these, to your point, these prenuptial agreements, they come from lustful uh, 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 places, spaces. I, I, I don't think these people that are getting married are really in love with each other, really like each other. I just think it looks it looks good. It looks good. I know right. I know successful business men and women in the body who just it's a business move almost. Like it makes sense for us to be married because of our success. So you're measuring your success for what God has for the covenant, mm -hmm. and you make these fine lines of okay, we what the power we can look at as the power couple because you know that's the thing too as well. Everybody wants the power couple thing now, dice. That's like a thing within in church. I'm talking about in church culture. I ain't talking about just in the world. Like uh, who, who the next power couple? You know what I'm talking about? Did you have a girlfriend before you met your wife? <laughs> okay, let me ask you this: Did you have a relationship that just? was horrible and you was like uh-uh 
I'm be honest with you. I, I don't think I ever committed to any one woman before my wife. So, so you- I think I think I, I, I guarded myself to not even have like really be emotionally attached to that level to the to intimacy that I have with my wife. So it's a little bit different when you ask a question like that for me because I, I, I didn't care. If you, if you, at the, before I met my wife, I didn't care. So if you walked out in my life, cool. That was the point I was trying to make. I've been, okay. married, I've been, I've been married before. Okay. Some would say a couple times, but the point is, uh, when I was tired and ready to go, I didn't want nothing. I just wanted to go. Leave me alone. Oh, that's good. That's good. And so that's why I'm like, when it comes to a prenup, to me, if forget the prenup, we're gonna we're gonna get married. But if I want out of this, I'm gone. And here's the thing. I will pay you to go away. Like, because I, I love me. <laughs> you say, I never forget. I never forget. Head, brother. No, no, no. It's so funny. And God bless my, my first husband. And it's so funny because I ended up getting um one of the ladies that just, uh, law ladies, you know what I'm saying? She's a free chick. And she was like, okay, so you want a divorce? Yes, ma'am. Uh, you don't want nothing. No, ma'am. You don't want anything. No. I say, he got a studio, but as long as I can come record and finish up my stuff when I need to, I'm good. And it don't make sense to split up half a studio. What, what are we going to do with that? Nothing. So just leave it. You can stay where it's at. I just want to be able to come do what I do and, and dip on out. That was it. I'm done. It's a wrap. I, you ain't got nothing I want on God. Ain't nothing up in here I want. I don't want anything from you. And I'm not going on record saying I want it. I don't want nothing. I just want to go. Like, regardless of what it looks like, I, I literally, we, we came in here. We made stuff together. Trust me. With some things you wouldn't have without me. But I'm done. And so I'm just saying for anybody who's been in a, a relationship where they like, oh, this is over. You just want it to be over. You ain't even stuck on the stuff. you like, go live your best life. This did not work out. Okay. I will start from the ground up. You understand? Like God has something else for me. Somebody else for me. Another house for me. Another area to live in for me. So I'm just saying like we as believers, if we trust God and we do trust God to get married, Say that thing does go the wrong way. Do we stop trusting God? That's the Ooh. weird thing for me. Oh, no, no, baby. If he bought me the half a million dollar house, he'll buy me the million. If he had my bank account up to 200K in savings, he'll do it to four. I'm good here. We done? Are you telling me I, we ain't equally yoked and this is a wrap? Or you done went and slept with whoever you want to sleep with? Like, like you done gave me the, okay, we done. Okay, we done. Let's just be done. Amen. I got to bless you and treat you like my brother or sister in Christ. I got to love you. I got to release you in Jesus name. And and here's the thing. That's exactly what was happening back in the day. You know, we are, already know how marriage was. People um, wanted to be married. And then, of course, some people didn't want to be married. So they have the Mosaic Law, which authorizes divorce only out of adultery sexual sin you know like okay so you out here sleeping around yeah we gotta let this go you mm-hmm. been brought me something i ain't asked for you know what i'm saying so yeah go ahead and be with who you, who you trying to be with but I'm, I'm good to walk away so it's like my thing is is trusting god you know what i'm saying and i i'd be real with you focus some people take their whole families through through five years of going back and forth to court fighting over a house they don't even want to live in the house no more Please just split, sell the house. Give, send me my money. Send me half of the money. I do a quick claim deed. I'll give you the house. I did that before. No, I don't want this house. Oh, we built this house from the ground. I don't want it. Quick claim deed. Sell the house. Send me my money. Goodbye. Like, I'm good. Walk away. Because here's the thing. If the, and I'll be real with you. And this has been my prayer a many a time in a relationship. If this person ain't the one, show me. 
let them leave me. Let them dip out. Show me God. Cause That's I don't, good. cause the one, cause the, I know you got one for me, but if I'm wasting my time over here, the yeah. one that's really mine is over there praying for me right now. Please, God, send me that. Where is my wife, God? Like, Lord, I know you got. Are you serious? My husband praying for me somewhere else? And I thought you. Oh, no, no, no. Let me out. No, no. You can have all this. We didn't. I don't care about no prenup. You can take all this. No, if God got me somebody else, that I'm going to be super blessed over there. Because I didn't spend time with you sacrificing my every last nerve, you know. So, no. Uh-uh. Every no. last nerve. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, my everlasting nerve. So, I'm like, no. I didn't I didn't sacrifice a lot over here. I didn't sow seeds. I'm, I'm loving on you. Are you crazy? No, God going to bless me for the time I spent trying to build you up and be the best wife for you. And if I'm not your wife, oh, please, God. Thank you, God. No, no. no let's walk away. So, no, I don't want anything. And that's why I'm saying that should be our mentality because the only reason why I will want something is because I'm like, either I want to hurt you. I'm hurt. You know, I think that I can't get it again. I, I can't trust God. No, you can trust God. Like yeah. if you've made a million dollars, you'll make another million. But it's just like, man, I'd rather start all the way over and, and go live with one of my cousins for a year and a half and go find my real husband or wife, you know? So uh-uh, I ain't gonna be stuck. And guess what? I'll be honest with you. It's funny because we got one item in this house that my husband had from his previous marriage. One item, and every other week I look for it to burn it. And but when we got married, I said we don't need nothing from a previous relationship up in here. And he and I both agreed, and so we got rid of everything. Focused, even if it costs money. You hear me? Like we were so focused on. We start new. If mm. that was if that was an old mat, ask my husband. He had an old mattress. I said, oh, that's the first thing to go. What? Oh, that's got to go, baby. But we were so intent on our new life together. So if if we didn't get this from our new relationship, it got to go. Shirts. Oh, somebody bought you. Oh, that's a nice watch. Let's go get, give it to the Goodwill. Yeah. Oh, no problem. Now, brother sitting on 20, 30 watches. Watch maybe 5Gs. I mean... Yeah, because God's going to give us back the things we like. But it's, we talk about soul ties all the time and these attachments. So, I, And I hate to take the side road, but I'm just trying to give the example of trusting God. Oh, you lost the house? Here's your new house. Oh, lost the car? Here's your new... I never forget. When I got divorced, it was so funny. As soon as my ex-husband found out, I found LJ. He took his car back. Mind you, I had his son that he would not keep every weekend. Um, and he, got a whole, he got a whole nother car. I'm going to need the car back. Okay. I got your son and I'm taking him everywhere he need to go. But you need this car back. Amen. God about to bless me. How many cars you got now? Focus. I can't even count. I can't even drive the cars we got. So I'm just like, don't get stuck thinking that it's about the stuff. Like, I really, truly believe that God is trying to see your heart. So if you're going to put a prenup on something, I think you don't trust God. And that's just how that's I want to. I just want to put it out there like that. Like, because it's either it's either this marriage going to work or it's not. But if God has somebody else for you, you still need to trust God that God will give you back all of your stuff, you know, Facts. like, and it don't, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, man, so that's been my life example of it. Like I, there was a moment where I was kind of walking in front. I said, you know what, God, you about to start me over, start me all the way over all the way. And it's been better this time, you know, having somebody who I prayed for, you know what I'm saying? So nah, we ain't trusting God if we prenupping out here. That's all. That's all we got to say. You got, you got God involved, absolutely. You definitely ain't trusting God. I mean that, and, and I really believe that you, anyone who's doing or considering prenuptial contracts, 
you're already uh, starting your marriage off saying divorce is an option. With no trust. And, I, and, and, and with no trust, no you're trust. already saying divorce is an option and it's on the table. So before we even get there, I want to make sure I'm I'm secure, I'm safe. And to me, that's selfish. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's it. Listen, we got to go to a break. Oh, we coming back. Okay. We, yeah, we, yeah, 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 yeah. We just dropped the mic on that. We, listen, okay. it is what it is. Mm. We're coming back with closing thoughts. Keep it locked. You tune into The Fix. And The Fix is in. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix. When I tell you this show was off the hook today, mm. it was off the hook, you know. We just had, uh, you know, had that superstar on, uh, you know, Spencer Kane. He's been doing it at a high level for at least the last, I would say, 10, 12 years. He rose to stardom, you know, as early as, what, I think, seven or eight. Mm. He started singing and started doing things. And by the time he was 12, 13, Dice, he was off and running and acting and singing and doing everything. Uh, now he's a part of a super talented collective band, the Anthem Lights Band. And he's doing solo music. And this this solo music, we talk about uh, our little faith-based R&B. Mm. It's 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 going to another level. We we got like a little Justin Bieber over here in our space. You know, I will I will I will give the Justin Bieber little. You know, what I'm saying nah. I mean, yeah. he our he our brother from another mother. You know, I what I'm talking that. about. Yeah, I do. And Justin definitely is, and so is uh, uh, a homie who was on the show today. Listen, I I know one thing. We need everything and everybody in this space. We got to be able to reach everywhere. So I I personally appreciated. Uh, you today with this one like this is this was this was one i i didn't even know i needed <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he's been attached to a lot of different things and um he listen he's only 26 27 i want to say freshly married just uh two years of marriage so it's still kind of new to him and he was sharing the, the ups and downs but getting better at communicating so that was encouraging for me to hear mm-hmm. one the young man understood submission goes both ways not just yeah. one way well you know sometimes that's a struggle i know i struggled in that area uh, my first five years of marriage i didn't not you yeah yeah i struggled i didn't i didn't understand it well i didn't it, one i didn't see it it was not something that was modeled in my face mm-hmm. amongst my dad my uncles my grandfather mm-hmm. So it was like all new to me, you know, from a, you know, we ain't talking about no Bible perspective. We just talking about, I just never saw it. I'm like, oh, if you, if you wasn't a man of the house, you know what I'm saying? A woman would run over you and you were soft. But you know what? She'd give you your walking papers. Like, yeah, I don't need no, I don't need no punks in the house. So if I can, if I can tell you what to do every time, you're a punk. So get up out of here. So that's, that's the culture I came around. I don't, I don't come around this other stuff. That's what I told everybody. I tell people all the time, yeah, we, we wasn't track stars. We was, yeah, we, we just did what we had to do. Well, no, what no track stars in my family? We played football, basketball, baseball, but what no track stars. And then mm-hmm. anybody from the streets know what I'm talking about. We, we didn't run. We had a mm-hmm. tribe of mm-hmm. whatever. And for whatever reason, yeah, that's how I was raised. So that was something new learning mm-hmm. when I started to go to uh, counseling, you know, one-on-one sessions, counseling, get mentored for some of the church leaders, pastors, and, er- and everything that went into that. That was learning submission was not mm-hmm. just for the wife to submit to her husband, but also husbands submit to your wives. So that was for free, y'all. My man, listening. I know y'all probably uh, cussing me out, but I don't care. <laughs> that's that's biblical. So yeah, go on and read the scriptures for yourself and know that submission is both ways, and that your wife is on the same team as you. That she is a helpmate, and mm-hmm. she might God might reveal something to her yeah. first or well. something better. What? That you need to go with, and it's okay uh, because y'all win together. 
I love that. You together. You and whoever you with, y'all went in together. And if y'all got that prenup, God bless you. I hope it works out. <laughs> no, don't get the prenup. <laughs> no, no, don't. You, you're signing up to quit before you even get run the race when you do these prenups. I'm praying for y'all. So, so yeah, you already saying, you know what? I don't think it's going to work. So I'm going to make sure I get my whatever I need to get before you even do life together. You ain't even made it. See if you can make you. it work. Yeah, I don't trust you at all. We love y'all. We'll catch y'all tomorrow. As always, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.